How's it going, everybody? We're back again. Very quick turnaround on this one. Um, you know, there's a lot of things coming up, Jill, that are very important. So we wanted to jump back in and, and have a good conversation today. So uh, welcome back to Hometown Conversations. Um, just real quick, how did Halloween go? Oh, I think it went great. Um the morning started with my 10-year-old insisting that he go trick-or-treating with me and not me and his friends because that would be weird. You either go with your friends or your mom, not both. Right. Uh, and by the time I he got home from school at 4 p.m., everything had transitioned. He was going to a buddy's house for pizza and Halloween games. They were going to go trick-or-treating together. I was out of the equation altogether. Um, and so we, you had done a fair amount of decorating at the house, so right. we... Uh, put some chairs out front and handed out candies or candy, and I had the best time seeing all the little kids. They you did that really so just kind of like filled you up. You yep. felt better about yourself after that. You were. It had of... been a rough day at work, <laughs> and it was really nice to see all the little kids. And we had this kind of scary, like I don't know, not skeleton. I don't know what it is. Look, I don't thing. know what it is either. And some of the kids were scared. One little boy walked up to it because it says things like "Follow me into the dark," and one little boy got up to. It and his little finger got up and he goes, you can't tell me what to do. And I was like, oh, you're the sweetest I've ever seen. So yeah, it was a great night. Yeah, it was It was and, a lot of fun. And Sam got 37 pounds of candy and he's wondering if any of the dental offices in the area yeah. pay children for their candy because he would rather have money than the candy. It, so reach out if that's a thing anymore. I really, know it used to be. It really would be ideal if uh, that happened. I don't think they pay them, but I know that there used to be one downtown that would just collect it. Yep. I think they just toss it in the garbage. Oh, I'm sure that, but... any good dentist would just throw it in the garbage. Are, do you think? I would hope so. They maybe <laughs> eat a couple pieces, but for the most part. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, so we had a good night. And yep. by Halloween standards, um, we had a lot of kids come through. Yes. I mean, we had probably oh, 150 kids, I would think. It's nothing like Graham Street, though. No, fantastic. Uh, Graham Street, I saw, had 1,700 kids through. And Holy there's a part candy. of me that wishes I lived on that street and a part of me that is glad I don't. I think you'd kind of have um, to save all year, throw a yeah. hundred bucks in a bucket to afford. Yeah. 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 So I think there's, there's that. Um, but we had a good time and by eight o'clock it was all over. We had everything torn down by eight 30. Yep. Uh, and we're back inside, you know, enjoying the warmth cause it was kind of cool. It was getting chilly, but, but it, we've, we've enjoyed evening. some good weather the last few weeks. So, uh, especially for late October, November stand standards. Mm-hmm. I'll take this 70 degrees any day that I possibly can. So, yeah. So there's that. So we, we had a great time with Halloween. I hope all of you guys did too. Um, and if you have any like ideas for costumes for next year, I'm all ears. I've seen some amazing ones like Hawaiian punch, like maybe, a Hawaiian shirt with a boxing glove on. That's maybe you awesome. could be all ears. No. Can we just glue ears all over you? And you're, no, I I, yeah, I think I, so. Don't you? I don't, I don't want to do that. So, all right. So we're, we get on with, uh, we, we're joined today by uh, Rachel. Gamundin. Gamundin. Uh, very you, yeah, close to Yeah, he was going to let me introduce because he was nervous to say her last name. Was, <laughs> just say it real nervous. fast. D- just real Rachel fast. Rachel Gamundin. How was that? Fast enough? <laughs> it's very close to like what happens with me. Everyone's like, how do you pronounce your last name? I'm like, just forget it. Like, there was a part of me that like, if I ever become famous, I'm just going to use my middle name because it's just very standard and make it easy. That's good. So speaking of names that are hard to pronounce, first or last names, I will tell the two of you one of my biggest pet peeves is when you ask someone how to say their name and they say, it doesn't matter. No, it matters. It does. I want 
to say, say your right. name correctly. We have some some people where I work <laughs> who have very non traditional names, and I don't. It, and it's her first name. I don't want to say it wrong. That feels super. And she's always like, it's okay. How I'm like, Minnesotan no, is it? How? It's okay. Yeah. How? I know, right? Name. I'm like, it's how okay. do I say it? It's okay. No, I don't think that's how you pronounce it. It's okay. Um, you know, I like to know. So, yeah. yeah. So for those of you guys who don't know, uh, and maybe a lot of people don't, I think. Um, I think they're, they they don't understand exactly what the health Hutchinson Health Foundation is. And that's why we brought you in. Obviously, we have a big event coming, and we're going to talk about that yeah. towards the end of the podcast. Um, but we want to find out just a little bit more about what the foundation is. So for those of you guys who don't know, the Hutchinson Health Foundation is a separate nonprofit group that is part of supporting local hospitals and other health-related uh, organizations in our community and surrounding area. I had to write that down so I didn't screw it up because I, I just want to make sure we got it yeah. right. Right. So... One of the things I noticed on the on the website was talking about community first partnerships. Um, I think there is a mis I don't know if a misunderstanding. Some people don't even know the Hutchinson Health Foundation even exists, yeah. right? But um, it isn't just there to support the hospital. It's there to support a lot of organizations, correct? Right. Yes. So the the Hutchinson Health Foundation actually has been growing since 1984. Um, we are a standalone foundation in that. I am an employee of Hutchinson Health. However, our foundation is completely separate from Hutchinson Health. However, with that said, our main, the person that we want to support or the entity is Hutchinson Health. Right. However, Hutchinson Health as a whole wants to start really, um, or has wanted to not only take care of the patients or the people in our community, um, but also do great work with health, health initiatives in the community. So that's a main focus of our foundation. Yeah. It's it's really full circle when you think about it, right. right? I mean, you talk about anything from wanting to build more walking paths mm-hmm. that affects people's overall health. That affects Hutchinson. Yeah. I mean, if you don't if you don't look at it holistically, you're kind of behind the times. So mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense that that's what Hutch Health wants to do. Yes, and we, you know, we were actually started. So our board was started for a local hospice is actually how we um, first started because we were fully independent from any um, healthcare system in 1984. And then we forged a relationship, obviously, with mm-hmm. Hutchinson Health, and the rest is history. Um, but I think it speaks to our community as a whole. We, in the beginning, supported a lot of capital projects because that's what your donors wanted. So when we talked about Harmony River and doing that capital campaign um, and doing project upgrades and waiting room upgrades and the things that we used to we still do those things. We still have donors that really like to see um, what they can do, their dollars can do. But we also are feeling that our donors are s- switching into really more of the projects and programs. So how do we be healthier as a whole? What programs support that? Um, so our relationships with other nonprofits, I think that's one thing that I'm happy since I came to the foundation is that we really are looking to partner with some of the other nonprofits that have some health needs like Common Cup and doing mm-hmm. the backpack program that directly affects access to food, which is one of our main community health need assessments at Hutchinson Health. Yeah. what? So talk about that community needs health <laughs> assessment because there's a lot of things that go into yeah. that. And it kind of helps guide what we're trying to get accomplished at the foundation. Yes, too, yes. So in 2018, we actually joined the Health Partners family. And that's when that community health needs assessment, you'll hear people call it the China. The first time I heard China, I'm like... <laughs> 
I don't know what yeah. that is. Um, but it's it's kind of looking at our population here um, and saying, what are our biggest disparities or what are the biggest things affecting healthcare? Um, that's changed a little bit with COVID, but the, the same ones come to the top, which is mental health um, and then access to food, both for an in our younger population, but also in Hutchinson, our older population. Absolutely. Um, and access to care is actually one of them too. So when you need care, how do you get to that care? Yeah. So the uh, the the board itself uh, yes. is a group that helps kind of, I don't know, for lack the of a better word. Face of the foundation. Face of the foundation. Yeah. That's a better word for it. Um, made up of a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors, business people, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um what has it been like working with us? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, Roman, for, you're one of them. I know. For, for those of you who don't know, I said I I, I am on the board uh, with this group, and it's been it's been a fun ride the last couple of years. Um, obviously, I got on just after COVID kind of ended, so we're just starting to get meetings back together and all this kind of stuff. And um, over the years, though, that's helped guide for a lot of different projects. I was looking on your guys' website, and um, in 2021, there were 17 total grants that went out mm-hmm. for almost $30,000. What, mm-hmm. Tell us about some of those grants that uh, you guys worked on last yes, year. Yes, yes. And I, I should have a list in front of me so I don't forget any. But however, you know, some of the, the ones that I, I love are uh, we've supported the Hutchinson Farmers Market. Mm-hmm. Um, we've paired with mm-hmm. them. Um, and each week you can, if you are between the ages of 2 and 12, go get a token to be used for fresh produce. Um, so we support that. We've supported that for a number of years. Um, Wheel and Cog um, in town, they have a lot of exhibits geared towards healthy living and how do we develop those habits at an early age. Um, So we've supported Wheel and Cog. A new one, you know, the biggest question we get, what's your service area? Do you only fund things in Hutchinson? We don't. We have a vast array of where we get patients. So like this year, we supported Rise and Roam in Litchfield, which is another... um, Similar to a wheel and cog. Yeah. Um, so that was another popular one. We've done things like um, uh, playground upgrades, Common Cup, doing the food backpack program, McLeod County Food Shelf we've supported. Um, so kind of a vast array of things. Yeah, it, I think it's important <clears throat> to note, too, that, that it isn't just um, Hutchinson-related. Nope. Uh, the the group has really, the foundation has really tried to push out farther um, and cover a much bigger area. I remember we talked about this in one of the last meetings, just the size of the area that we do cover. I mean, as far as north as Dassel and, yep. you know, it's, it does kind of, we, we hear Hutchinson because it's in the title. Mm-hmm. So we assume it's just Hutchinson related. If somebody were to look at um, maybe getting a grant, yeah. Um, and going that direction and seeing if they even qualify mm-hmm. for it. Because I think what happens with grants a lot of times is people don't, they don't know what they don't know. Right. So they just, they just don't apply. And then they just try to do it on their own. And I think if they had an understanding of what was available and what qualifies for applying yes. for a grant, yep. how would they go about doing that? Yes. So our grant cycle opens in January. Um, so January 1st every year. You can go to our website and download the application it is a little tricky sometimes, you know, to find that application. So certainly if you can't, please reach out to myself or Brenda, um, my colleague. You can email or call the foundation. Um, so that grant window opens January. It closes the last Friday in February. And to qualify, so you don't have to be a nonprofit. We ask that you're a not-for-profit, so you don't yeah. have to have that specific designation. Um, and it really has to go to healthcare related projects or programs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so kind of, yeah, so if there's something that you think in the community would make the health and well-being of the community better, good chance that you do, in fact, qualify. <laughs> Exciting thing is this year, so last year we did, we had $30,000 to mm-hmm. put into that. This year we are doing sixty. Double. Do you get a lot of applications? We do. We have had an uptick. So I think last year we had close to $200,000 worth of requests. Wow. Um, But that's both internal and external. So that grant cycle, we do have some internal grants that we award to Hutchinson Health too. Of course. Um, But a, a good portion of that goes back to the community. Yeah. And is it the Hutchinson Health Foundation board that makes that decision or it a separate does. committee? Yep. yep. So um, our foundation, that's an excellent question. Our foundation has several different committees. We actually, uh, uh, one way that we raise funds are different events and community members at large can serve on those committees. However, for a grant, um, something that is awarding um, monies from the foundation does need to be uh, yeah. a board member. Makes sense. And that's their favorite one. Is it? Yeah, well, it is. I mean, it's like Chris, it's like being Santa. Yes. I mean, you don't want to say no, but look at all the things you get to say yes yes to. And then you, I mean, I've I've never done it, but I would imagine then you see things happening throughout the community and you're like, oh, I had a part in it. Yes. Yeah. I got to decide that that, I helped that happen. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. So one of the, one of the things that is, uh, Near, nearer and dearer to Jill's heart is education. Yes. And that's one of the other things that the, the uh, foundation does is scholarships. And last year you yes. guys awarded about $13,000 yes. in scholarships. Yes. Um, th- there's a list of different scholarships on your guys' website. Yes. Talk about some of those Yes, for and us. we're trying to clear those up, clean them up a little bit because we have so many in different places. Um, so we award four to local high schools. So we offer one to Hutchinson Health or sorry, Hutchinson High School, um, that comes through the foundation, one to Dassel, Cocado, one to Buffalo Lake Hector Stewart, and then one to New Century. Sure. Um, and then we also, um, so those are, those come from designation from our board. Yep. Um, Dr. Josh and Aaron Knutson, they have scholarships that run through the foundation that are also available at Hutchinson Health two of them. Um, and then we do have a newer one from um, Dr. Sarah and Dan McKay. And yeah. there's are directed for EMT services. Um, and then we have some that run through our board picks those. We have two for employees going back to school nice. at Hutchinson Health, two for employee children um, that are entering the healthcare field. And then we have two graduate scholarships that are open um, to the entire community. Um, but we've had a lot of people applying for those too. And as you know, I think every single industry is looking for staff, but that is kind of one of our things that we want to support and try to get some more healthcare related, um, positions filled within Hutchinson. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's very important too to be able to, um, support those that are going back to school too. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of people that want to go and further their career and stuff like that. And that's a big decision for yes. people to do. So it's one thing to leave high school and then go to college. It's a whole nother thing to be like so fully supplanted in your job and go, I'm going to make this uh, change. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really hard to do. So now the foundation, the foundation exists due to generous donors. And the bulk of that is through events that the foundation hosts uh, throughout the year, from the Scramble for Life golf tournament to the Share and Care dinner, uh, for the hospice program to the big one right around the corner, which is the Foundation's Gala. And we're going to get to the gala in a second. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's a that's an every other year deal. It is an every other year. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but the share and care and the scramble for life is an every year deal. Yes. Now the scramble for life just it, I mean it feels like it was yesterday. I know, I know it was a couple months ago, but yeah. that was pretty successful this year. Yes. Yes. So I think you know you're making me use my brain, but we raised probably <laughs> we netted probably about thirty six thousand dollars this year. Yeah. Um, and we had a lot of golfers. <laughs> we were yeah. full. So, um, that event is every second Monday of August every year. And those funds go to what I just talked about, our scholarships and our grants. Yeah. And then where do golfers come from for that? I mean, do they, (laughs) is it local? Is it all over the place? Is it more of a focus local and? You know, I would say the majority are probably local. Mm -hmm. However, we get a fair amount from Metro. Um, You know, we have the HCMC team. They love to come to our scramble. Um, We like to see them every year. So we have some of those tried and true that come from the Metro and we love to have them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then share and care dinner this year was held at Flank Steakhouse, which was great. Yes. We had a great time at that one. Yes. I I hope that uh, that's something that's kind of in the plans for next year again. It is. It is. So we um, are still finalizing, but it's very much looking like it will be a similar event to last year. And it did. It went very well. Um, And we were excited to have, I think we had almost 200 guests. Yeah. It was when a couple shifts too, didn't it? It did. Two shifts. A couple days or two shifts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good time there. The food mm-hmm. was really good. Yep. So, yeah. So the next one, the big one, which is the gala. Yes. And that's right around the corner. That is on? So it's Saturday, November 19th. There you go. Yes. Uh, we've got so many things lined up there. And we're crossing our fingers that one actually happens. But yes. there's there's one on Thursday. There's one on Friday. Then the gala is on Saturday. So yes. there's three things back to back for us. The one in the middle is one that we're crossing our fingers for. And that's football related. And we'll just leave that oh, alone yes. for now and not talk about yes, that. Yes, don't so jinx don't, it jinx anything so um so other than event details and we're going to talk about that just a little bit um there is something very specific that money for this one is being raised for yes and i know jill can talk about the importance of what this money is going to be uh for too and why it's why she feels it's important we actually talked about this one night sitting at home and she's like oh this is very important for new moms so you want to talk about kind of where the money uh goes for the gala this year. Yes. So this year it's going to an E NICU. So number one question I got is what the heck is an E NICU? <laughs> so an E NICU is like an electronic version of a, a NICU and it connects. It does a lot of things. They actually just had some training for our staff and it was so fun because the nurses from the OD, OB department at first were kind of like, well, what is this? It's just virtual care, you know, they were so excited after they went through this training. They're like, Rachel, you have no idea how much access and support this can bring. Um, so it's an electronic device, basically, that allows for 24-7 on-demand need, direct connection with a neonatologist from Children's. Yeah. And Children's is, is an amazing yes. hospital. Mm-hmm. And so to have access to that right away. Yes. Um, and the, the whole goal is, you know, we, every year we would talk about this. Roman helped us with the video so that he has some background knowledge of this. But each year there's about 200 to 250 births at Hutchinson Health. One thing that Hutchinson Health is is prideful of is that we still have an OB department. Mm-hmm. A lot of places around us don't. Smaller communities, it's hard for rural communities to have an OB. And we don't ever want to be 
like mm-hmm. we want to have our OB. We want to grow our OB. So to have some additional support that's in a manageable form mm-hmm. is so great. Um, and when you have those bad babies, so usually there's anywhere from 15 to 20 a year that need to be transferred to children's. It's nice to have that extra layer of support because some babies may be able to stay at Hutchinson Health. And how great is that not to have to separate separate the mom and the baby and add the stress of the travel? Mm-hmm. But if that baby does need to be transferred, it's going to expedite that process. And they'll so know quicker. They'll know what they're getting when the baby right gets away. there. I mean, yes. the, those initial assessments yeah. will already be done, and which this, is huge. Yes, and this piece of equipment, it's pretty it's outstanding when you see it. It can go, it goes in the delivery room, it can go into the mom's room, it can go into the nursery. So it's really anywhere and it's so hones in on things. The neonatologist can read everything, see charts, etc. So it's really cool. That's yeah, I was awesome. going to say one of the things that uh, the nurses that I talked to during this process of putting the video together was just the important, like the importance of being able to like have it be right outside their room mm-hmm. if they know something's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, she said sometimes you can just you you know because of how the uh, delivery is going that this could be mm-hmm. something that needs to be expedited fast Mm -hmm. and they need to make a decision so they can wheel this thing outside, put it right outside of the room and be able to just, as the delivery happened, bring it on in, hit a button. And within, uh, you know, they were like, well, you know, the, the training tells us it's five minutes that they get to us. And the one nurse who had used it in a different hospital was like, it was almost instantaneous Mm -hmm. to be able to have access to, you know, somebody who deals with high risk pregnancies and high risk births, that kind of stuff. Uh, to be able to have access to that was uh, very comforting mm-hmm. for the the moms mm-hmm. and the parents um, going through that, especially. Well, and um, think about the staff too. Like, what a h- tricky position you're in mm-hmm. to look at this baby who's teetering. And you have to be the one to make the call. Mm -hmm. Do we separate? Because when you separate right after birth, mom doesn't just go with, right? Mm -hmm. Baby goes. Mm -hmm. And then mom, I don't, I don't really know what happens. Mom stays and Mm -hmm. waits to get discharged, but you're the one that's, that makes that call or it's your team that makes that call. And it, it's got to happen where you make the call that the baby stays and maybe it's the wrong call. And then how do you, how do you recover from that? So Mm -hmm. to just have that, like a neonatologist say, yes, send the baby. No, you guys got this. Just that backup pat on the back support mm-hmm. to the staff, mm-hmm. um, along with the peace of mind it gives the parents. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. nothing nothing bad can come of this no. addition no. to Hutch Health. And if no. I remember correctly, we're one of the only hospitals that have access to this outside of the metro. Yes, right. There is very limited others that have kind of this... Um, this particular equipment that touches them with um, children's. Yeah. So this is a, this is a really big deal. And I know, you know, the reason I, I, I pointed at Jill during this is because, you know, we, I think we gen- generally just love kids a lot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we really want kids to be successful and that kind of stuff. And why not, uh, you know, have this ability within our hospital here yeah. when to you have get access them- to something like that, especially if somebody, you know, who maybe had uh, a difficult pregnancy or, an early birth, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, like you were saying, just to not be separated uh, or know that you don't have to right mm-hmm. away yeah. is huge. I had a, I know this was 10 years ago, so for what it's worth, I had a very high-risk pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of things that happened leading up to that, I think before Sam was born, while Sam was born, and after Sam was born, I've had four surgeries at Hutch Health, some of the best health care I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. I was 100% confident to give birth in Hutchinson. Um, 
but he was early and I couldn't see him a lot, but I knew he was there. I have no idea if April is still a nurse there. April is still there. I, she, I will, for, <laughs> I will remember her until the day I die. Um, and you know, just the whole, I knew he was there. I couldn't see much of him cause he needed some help, but, um, I knew he, w- and I would get reports about him. He wasn't in the twin cities and, uh, I don't know. It was, it's scary and awesome and all of the things to be a brand new mom, but to feel really confident about the care that you're receiving just makes the whole thing better. So I don't, I have nothing but amazing things to say about Hutchinson health. I've been very healthy since then. Sam had a rough go his first couple of years with some lung issues and stuff. They took great care of him. Now the kid runs circles around all of us. He's no more asthma or anything. Like So it's just when your child can get off on the right foot right away, mm-hmm. everything else is just that much easier for them. So yeah. yeah. So this is, I, I really, I, I really think, you know, it's, it's great to hear great stories from people who have had great experiences at the hospital already. Um, and then this just adds another nice little layer mm-hmm. um, of you know, comfort. Maybe is the right yeah. word. Um, I, one of the nurses also just said, you know, we, we do a great job here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do a great job taking care of moms and that kind of stuff. We have highly trained nurses and, and doctors that work with our moms and our, our kids. This just adds that little layer that makes us one step better. Yep. Um, so I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, you know, everybody else finding out about this really, really cool addition that we get to have, uh, at Hutch Health. So, um, I, I think it's a neat little project. I just happened to get a little inside look at it early because made I made a video. video. Yes. <laughs> so, well, uh, and okay, so not to veer off course, but in just true like party form. Yeah. So yes. the gala is a big deal. Like talk yes. about what goes into planning that. What does the night look like? I've been to one gala. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember how many years ago Pre-COVID. the last one was. Yeah. So, you know, we were supposed to have a gala last year. Yep. So you would have been at the 2019. So 2019 is the last time we had before, yeah. all before the world got crazy. <laughs> and it was so much fun to yes. get all dressed up. Yes. And oh, yeah. So talk about that. So we kind of say it's adult prom, right? Oh, yes. absolutely. We, love, we don't get to go to do anything. So no, you we don't up. get to dress up yes. like that. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so the event is at the Crow River Winery. Yep. Um, the evening starts. So we have two different tickets that are available. So we have a VIP ticket and then a general uh, gala ticket. So depending on which one you purchase, you either get a VIP pre-party starting at 5 p.m. or you enter as a guest at 6 p.m. Sure. Um, you are So Chef Craig is preparing our meals, and I will tell you, we got to sample. They're delicious. <laughs> um, so there will be a formal sit-down dinner, um, followed by there's a silent and live auction component of the evening, we will be sharing a little bit about what the EMIQ is during that time, so a short program. And then we have Riverside Hitmen as our entertainment for the evening. Fun. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like I a lot fun. remember the last gala. Um, I don't think I stopped dancing no, the yes. entire night. Yes. I have to do a shout out to my committee. So I think Roseanne Maher and Renee Honky are our um, service and entertainment, they called cheers. Yeah. They do a great <laughs> job of picking bands. Yep. So, yeah. No, it was great. And just, just as the single girl at the table at the time, right? Yeah. Um, there were no slow songs. No. So we danced as like a big group of people, never stopped. And yep. it was amazing. I'm like, good. <laughs> See, I don't have to sit any out. Yes. Right? Now I have a dance partner. In nah, there, and that's yeah. better. But I still let's just dance the night away. So, That's what I like. So I went and rented my tux the other day for this thing. Yes, right. Yes. Um, the last time I rented a tux and went to this mm-hmm. event, 
I split my pants on the dance floor. Oh my lord! I can't believe you're telling that story. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh my gosh. No, so I. So I hard. dropped it like it's hot. Yes, you Literally. did. Literally. Uh, yeah, oh, I dropped it like it's hot, and as soon as I hit the ground, I felt <laughs> this nice breeze hit my legs. Oh, what is that? And then I turned around. And I asked somebody I was with. I think it was my sister. I'm like, did I just split a hole in my in my butt? And she's like, yeah. Like you can see, you're. Out. I'm like, damn. And it's at the winery, so I got in my car. I left the I left the gala. I got in my car, drove home, and I had black pants at home. So I'm like, I'll just throw these things on. I'll go right back. Nobody knew I left. Oh no! And I came back. Oh no! So I think this is the part of the story that you and I have never talked about. So literally, out of nowhere, you're gone. Okay. So now let's backtrack a little bit. <laughs> I'm at a work function. Yeah. It's social, but it's work. So there's some P's and Q's, right? If you're if you're a good employee, you understand there are rules you follow when you're at a work function. There with our registered nurse, um, the accountant, you know, from Roman's office, um, all these people. And so we're having some cocktails, but again, I'm always very aware, right? That I'm there with my, all of my bosses, okay? And all of a sudden, you are gone. And I say to the, the nurse at Woodstone, I'm like, Oh, did we, did we overstep? Did we say something? Did we do something? Are we in trouble? He's just so mad. He can't even be here. And like, I was like, well, where's Roman? Like to Sarah and and no, and everything was so hush hush. And I was like, someone has done something. Was it me? What did I do? What did I say? Did I drink too many glasses of champagne? What has happened? Oh, and I was freaking. And then you came back and just started dancing. And I was like, huh? Okay. Well, just, you know, and you and I, like, you know, we were you know, I was your employee and we had a very good working relationship, yep. but it wasn't to the point where I could come up to you and be like, are you mad at me? Right. Like that wasn't the kind of, you know, you were my boss. Right. It was very like that. And so you were gone out of nowhere and I freaked <laughs> out and I'm like, oh no, something horrible has happened here. <laughs> uh, I think, I think it's, it's a really fun event. Um, and it, adult prom is the best way to describe it yeah. because, you know, if you get, you don't get a chance to dress up with your significant other, hardly ever. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, west of the Twin Cities by as yeah. far as we are. You just yeah. don't, you don't have access to that many events to go do this kind of stuff. So um, I think it's, it's a great opportunity to get dressed up for the night, go have some fun with uh, your significant other, support a great cause. Yeah. Um, you feel and, special just being there. Yes. Yeah. Is there, is it, I, I zoned out for a second. Is there a theme this year? So there is. It's the winter wonderland. Uh-huh. So it's going to get everybody in that holiday spirit. I yes. love it. And are there lots of, I'm just going to say. Lots there's of lots of light, there's lots of white, and there's lots of sparkles. Yeah. Oh, I love white, light, spark. What are my favorite color lights? Yeah. Well, white. White. Yeah. yeah I know. We're <laughs> we're actually we're getting we're gonna get married out there yeah. next year. So this and is a it'll be nice to see how it's decorated. The stuff. reason yes. is because when we went we've toured a few places when we went to tour, everything was white. And there were yeah. these like pillars of light, of white light. And I was like, oh. Well, I'm just gonna say what well, what well, we have tons of vases with candles that might be available. Oh, that's very good to know. <laughs> we're just gonna kill two birds with one. Just stone. make it a silent auction, put it at a private Absolutely. table that only I know about yeah. and done <laughs> yes. and done. I'll yeah. bid all night yes. on it. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned there's uh, there's two different uh, tickets for this event. So yes. there's a VIP and then there's the, the not. So if yes. somebody doesn't want to go to the VIP, they can purchase just a different ticket to it. What's the difference Absolutely. between the two again? Yeah, so the the VIP ticket is 250 mm-hmm. and the gala ticket is 125 Okay. okay. Yeah. Are there still tickets available? So we are getting very close, close to being sold out. But we do have probably about maybe, and I'm probably overshooting this a little bit, 20. 
D tickets maybe left. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. 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 So Great job. Be, yeah. be a fun night. Looking forward to it very much. So if somebody wants to pick up one of those last 20 tickets available, how do yes. they do that? So the easiest, if you look up Hutchinson Health Foundation Gala, you probably will pop right to the ticket purchasing place <laughs> mm-hmm. or our website and you go and find the gala and there's a click here link. And if you can't find any of that, you will be able to find our number and you can just give us a call and we can help you out. No, no problem. I'm really looking forward to the event. Um, is there, are you, have you found your dress yet? Well, so I'm having one shipped. It'll be oh, here perfect. Monday. And I figure if it, I've gone shopping now once already. I've been looking online endlessly. I know a lot of people that are struggling a little bit this year. Yeah. So I bought one on Poshmark, which is yes. evidently a thing that people do. Yeah. So, and that should be arriving Monday. And I figure if it doesn't work, then I'm just going to have to, I think I'm just going to have to take a day off from work and go by myself and just hunker down and just get like my blinders on and just go find one because we're getting down there. We are getting down there. Rachel, thank you for joining us on Hometown Conversations. This is a 30-minute one. We did it. Well, we always said we were going to do a short, quote-unquote, short one, and they're always an hour. So, (laughs) woohoo! All right. We'll see you guys all in the next uh, episode of Hometown Conversations. On the next one, we will be visiting with Mary Hudson uh, and talking about uh, Small Business Saturday and all the things. And... I really do think we're going to go live from Small Business Saturday. So, oh, here we go. Buckle up. Buckle up. We'll see you guys all real soon.